By the way, before right. we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah, yeah, Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? Point. Drops the puck to Kucherov. To the stamp goes great. Save by Raz. I'm going to give him a D. D. A D. I wouldn't give him a D. Three letters. B-O-B. Bob. He's going to steal the series. Yo, <laughs> G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Great G able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusque with him. Gave it on to DeBrusque. Spent one in front. They score! The Bruins win it in overtime. Charlie McAvoy. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. Yeah, I think his head's been good, uh, Kevin, uh, since he got back and took care of his family, to be honest with you. I mean, I talked to him shortly after that during the summer. Uh, He feels good, um, practicing well. Obviously, he's ready to ready to go in that regard. <laughs> Can we stop calling the first line the perfection line? McAvoy sizzles the pass to Bergeron, to Marshawn, closing, goes around the net, tries to wrap, Bergeron scores! All right, did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, Tyler Scales, Justin Ventola, and Jimmy Shade. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good, Dave. Good, up, Dave. Hey, Dave. It's opening night in the NHL. We've already seen one game go final. Um, Pittsburgh lost to Philadelphia 6-3 to tonight. Uh, Montreal is up 3-1 to right now as we start recording. And uh, Tampa Bay just raised their banner, and it was 0-0 a couple minutes into the first period. Boston, of course, starts tomorrow night against New Jersey in New Jersey. Uh, They play them back-to-back tomorrow night and Saturday. We left off last week. We mentioned we were going to talk about the uh, forward lines. I got the projected lines right here with uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Stugnicka on the first line. Jake DeBrusque. David Krejci, Andre Kasha on the second line, Nick Ritchie, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith on the third line. Anders Bjork was skating there earlier this week, but he was also sharing some time with Trent Frederick on the fourth line with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner. Uh, Jimmy, over to you. What do you think of these lines? Do you think uh, anything well, else I mean, we have that we could use on them? or Yeah, players. Um, I don't really <laughs> like I don't like any of these lines. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and uh, I'm really tired of hearing about this guy, Andres Bjork. Um, he's been in the league or parts of the league for I think three years now, or definitely two. And he can't stay healthy. And when he's on the ice, he's just boring to watch. He's just soft for the puck. You know, I don't want to see him in there. Give me Trent Frederick. Uh, I'm pretty much done with Ka- uh, Kasha too because I don't trust him one bit because he shoots center of the chest and it drives me effing insane. So get him out of there as well. And you know what? Uh, DeBrusque still on that second line. Like, he was, I mean, people just assume that he's going to get that. Man, I don't know, man. I'd start him on the third line. Uh, you know, let's screw it. Let's put Nick Ritchie on the second line and just really make the make DeBrusque especially uh, earn that ice time. Um, Stadnika, I guess, has to go on the first line because he's you got to see what you got in him. Um, you guys already sold on him. I haven't seen anything from him. I mean, he's looked good in limited play, but again, limited play. So you got, you got big shoes to fill. They're playing with uh, Mr. Perfect, uh, Patrice Bergeron and Mr. Line Change, uh, Brad Marchand. 
Set so, me with the perfection line. Hey, no, on, I thought please, the perfection line. Without, enough with that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not the perfection line without Pasternak. Once he's back, it's the perfection line. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's just Mr. Perfect with Mr. Uh, what was it? Sports Hernia, you called him? Oh, uh, so you have uh, one of the, yeah. Mr. Line Change, was it? Yeah, Mr. Line Change, Mr. Perfect, and the Mr., uh, I guess, the guy we have no idea who he is. What about line, what, what about line two? Would you change uh, Tyler uh, with Mr. Krabby Creechie over there? <laughs> Hold on, let me put him up real quick. Since, since uh, we're name calling here. Uh, I don't have a problem with these lines yet. If they if they play like ass, you definitely have to switch it up in the, for the second game. For the defenseman, um, I would have Krizlik and McAvoy play together for the first game. I don't know about Krizlik and Carlo. I think it can work out well, but I think Carlo could work with Lauzon for the second line. I would switch uh, just Lauzon and Grizzlick for now. All right. Any real surprises on these lines there, Justin? Uh, honestly, Dave, no. I mean, I think what they were trying to do, too, is they were trying to keep that second line consistent. Uh, where Kasha has, you know, technically had not uh, a lot of chemistry with K- uh, Krejci because he just had, didn't have time to develop it. So I think they're going to keep that line together, see how it is for a little while. Um, as I kind of alluded to last week, I am definitely surprised they didn't put Smith up there just because, you know, Smith is a guy, he uh, bows well on the boards, um, he, you know, shoots all the time, even if it's a terrible, terrible look shot. And, you know, Krejci slows, slows the game down, he's a playmaker, he does well with those types of guys, so... I'm surprised he's not there, but we may see that in the future. Third line, again, a little surprised that Richie's there, but I guess they're going for a more physical kind of, you know, third line. We'll see how his conditioning is, too, because his skating is said to have improved. But we'll see tomorrow. So, I mean, we'll see. No real surprises. And Jack Stanika, guy to look out for. Because, uh, you know, he's honestly our best prospect right now. He's your future. He could be a potential replacement for Bergeron. So that's a kid to look out for, and I'm excited to see him. Uh, by the way, Dave, as for like being surprised by the lines, I'm actually surprised that Bjork is on the fourth line. I would try Bjork to play with Coyle and Smith to see how that works out, and I would try Nick Ritchie on the fourth line. Because well, Corrali is too slow to, to keep up with Corrali and Wagner. I, I think that would be a, a no-go right there. Okay. I understand being a little shocked by Bjork, though. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I would try him on like one of the – on the, on the third line, at least with Coyle and Smith, I agree with you, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, honestly, I put I put, I would swap Richie and uh, DeBrusque. To be honest with you, at least at least uh, Nick Richie has some actual uh, potential. DeBrusque will not show up for games, and it happens every single year. He's a streaky scorer. When he's hot, he's hot. But I don't know if he can actually if he can count this guy this year. People are saying um, that he's going to make a big uh, splash this year and actually be a, a legitimate part of this offense. I don't. know. Without for one second, you know, um, Jimmy, I think they need another. They need, they don't have enough a good winner to replace DeBrus for the second line at the moment. They just see DeBrus as like their best players. I don't know if Richie and Bjork can are gonna have better no, stats than DeBrus. I mean, this, this is, let's be honest, guys. This is an AHL team right now. Look at these lineups. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so when Pasternak comes back, it's gonna be an AHL an AHL plus team. It's not. It's still not gonna make it at the <laughs> NHL level. It'll be close. But I, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I don't believe in their defense very much. Um, everything I've, I've read, I feel, is like towing the company the line. Is, uh, I don't feel anybody going after them for really too much about the defense with the young guys and the small guy on the on the all down that left side. Well, you know, I, I feel like Dave, it's going to be definitely an interesting season. Uh, but with that being said, I, I, I am excited to see what these kids can do. 
Um, you know, I'm just hoping that the worst case scenario is that none of these kids can play. Um, hopefully, Lausanne shown flashes. Uh, we know kind of what, what, what Grizzlick is. Um, Jack Stunnyko, we don't really know. We know what he can is potentially going to be, but it'll be, see, it'll be cool to see these guys develop. Um, but definitely a big year, I think, for wingers Anders Bjork and uh, Jake DeBrusque, as you alluded to last week. Uh, and Jimmy, you just did as well. So I think those two guys have got to have a breakthrough year this year. Yeah, Bjork I mean, especially because you haven't even seen him really. You saw him, he got injured. He came back, he got injured again. Sorry, Jimmy, did I steal your take? <laughs> no, that's I, I, I that's why that's exactly what I said. Uh, you know, that's why I don't want him even out there because it's it just a waste. Because no, when he gets hurt in week, uh, sorry, week when he gets hurt in game two or game three, then you're down uh, a four for the whole game. He is your prototypical um, 13th floor that sits on the seventh floor. That is what he does best. Okay, um, so I would I would uh, put Trent Frederick in there because that guy has shown some grit and actually shown shown some ability to put the puck in the back of the net. Um, is he have the high end skill projected to be that Bjork has? No, but I take the guy who's healthy that actually is going to be the game in and game out than the guy who might have better top end potential who's hurt all the time. Uh, what if Especially with the, I'll just pose this question? Not that I know anything. I mean, you've heard Bjork's name come up in uh trade rumors in the past, but what if they just want to get him out there so that they can kind of show him maybe they see something they can show off on that fourth line and get some trade value for him. But I, I agree that Bjork's uh, time here, he's either, if he, he doesn't make it on this fourth line, I don't see him sticking around too much longer. Well, uh, I feel like so, he's so, had those chances, you know? Yeah. Right now. So I, I agree with that, but like you want, if you want to trade him, you can't trade an uh, injured player. You just, you can't do it. So, and I, I don't, I don't understand what he's going to show you on that fourth line because it's not like he's playing with actual playmakers. I love Crowley. I love Seawag, even though that he doesn't like me. He called me out. Um, that's the point. Uh, that was the best. I got to get that clip and I got to put that in the uh, in the open. I had also in the team. That's awesome. So basically, um, so they're not good. Like they're decent scorers, but they're more you know time killers. Like you know. When when your good player is actually resting, um, so I don't understand what he's going to show you on that fourth line that he can't show you last year when he was healthy. I, I you know, I don't know. That's just me. Well, you want Jimmy? I I think I think part of like his issue has been like, what is his identity as a player? Is he kind of like a just a puck hound who um tries to be kind of like a physical guy in the corners, or is he uh, more of a skill guy who can um you know make plays in the offensive zone and really shoot the puck? Um, and I think that Judge, he's just, he's trying to figure that out himself. Um, reports are he's put on weight and bulk and muscle, so that's good. That's a sign. Uh, but w- let's not forget, Marshand, you know, before he was the player he was today, he started out on the fourth line, right? You know, so who who knows? Yeah. I think Anders Bjork, I think if he can hit his ceiling, is absolutely at least a very, uh, at the very least, a middle six forward who would be a nice winger. And I guarantee you, bearing any injuries, which I'm sure there's bound to be some this season, uh, we will most definitely see Trent Frederick at some point, and I like him just because he's physical. He's not much of a skill guy, but he's a physical, tough presence, which the Bruins definitely need. And uh, we'll probably see Alice Bjork move up in the lineup, especially if Jake DeBrus is cold. Yeah, uh, I yeah, hear my- what you're saying about wanting to see Frederick uh, or the fact that we probably will see Frederick at some point this uh, this season. And, you know, I believe I recall him being kind of compared to Backus when he was younger, you know, before he came to Boston, it really sucked. Um, I know that he would, grew up in St. Louis, 
and was, you know, a big fan of Bacchus, and I think he tried to model his game after him. But, um, yeah, I, I still think Boston needs that that size, but they also need the speed, which is, I think, what Bjork's going to give you. Hopefully he can get into some of the dirty areas and uh, get some pucks back into the, into the back of the net. But I, I, I really think this is his last his last go at it with Boston. He's not going to stick around too much longer. I know they signed him to a, a, a good contract. I think it was... It was fairly cheap money, I believe, um, but it's like two or three years in term, and it's just over a million bucks. Easy contract to trade. Uh, I I think he's probably gonna be. You, we're gonna hear his name a lot more this year in trade rumors. I guess is what I'm so, getting at. I guess and the one last move that I would look at. I mean, I know uh, I keep bringing up players that um, <laughs> I was just looking at now. Um, is you know I would. Think about putting Stadnika on the second line uh, and swapping him with Kasha. And hear me out. I know they want to put him, they want to put him with Bergeron and Marshan. I get that, but so Kasha is a guy that reminds me a lot of um, a pace and space kind of guy, sort of like a Riley Smith who did very well with those two. Um, and Krejci is a more of a uh, playmaker, and so is Stadnika. They're trying to get the kid to shoot. So I think if you're looking for someone on the second line like DeBrus to really break out. And he's the only shooter on that line. Get him with two really good playmakers. I'm not saying that they should do that. I'm just saying that's an option that I you know I would look at because if you if you want to force the kid to shoot, put him on a line where he doesn't have Marshan on the other side. Um, you can say, hey, listen, Dubrovsky, uh, you're not good, so stop shooting the buck and give it to the kid. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I'm not saying they should do it. Just, just another, you know thought there i know i'm looking at this lineup and there's like no talent anywhere so, i, I mean, actually it's, it's i don't mind the idea of flip-flopping oh, those two hard. guys jimmy uh i really don't put instead nika back i mean if he's going to be your heir apparent to bergeron i mean i think coils in that spot uh next because crazy should be gone so coil should be bumped up but if nick is going to be sticking around for a little while and if you do have long-term plans for debrusque maybe they need to stock in some chemistry now considering it's taken it it's taken DeBrusque and Krejci forever to get used to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, you're, you're looking at the new Krejci Bergeron is going to be potentially Coil, uh, Sudnika. So and that's why, that's the only reason why I would think about, just think about swapping. I'm not saying they should do it. But I'm just saying, you know, um, just, I mean, we've seen so many players boom on that, uh, first line, um, with Bergeron and Martian, um, for years. Um, I just think that, you know, you could put, you know, myself out there and I would score, you know, 15 goals, but, um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just something to uh, look at. Yeah. I agree with Jimmy. I, I would definitely consider putting Sidnika on the third line with coil or have on the second line with Krejci. I've seen Sidnika in the camp and he has looked really promising. And I look forward to seeing him in the ice on tomorrow against the devils, especially since the devils are a very young team. Like he is, um, so, Sidnika is a definitely a good playmaker. I think he'd play well with Coil. I would, I would consider putting him on the third line. And once Pasternak is back, I'd, yeah. Yeah, who comes out of the lineup and then that scenario when Pasternak's back? I'm not really sure, actually. I know you don't have a crystal ball. Just like, looking down that right side, you know, where's Sidnika going to go? Uh, well, we'll, you we'll signed have to Craig see, Smith for a reason. Yeah, yeah we'll have to see Correa. how everybody plays. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, that's my bad. Um, We'll have to see how everybody plays in the first game or next couple of games and see where we can be scratched. 
Well, you went to that point, Dave. I mean, we know Bruce Cassidy's not afraid of sick guys, especially if he thinks they need a little push. And I think if I, you don't see um, Kasha, um, maybe maybe less so Smith, but if you don't see Kasha producing, they may uh, he may just you know at one point when Pasta comes back, just you know bench him and play to the kids, see what happens. So you know that's that's I think one one way you could see it. Yeah, I read something today that um, Cassidy's kind of given Kasha. And Richie, a little bit of a pass on last year because they never really got acclimated to Boston. I forget if I read it in the Athletic and Fluto Shinzawa or if it was on 98.5 with Ty Anderson. But, yeah, I mean, and again, I posed the question last week about their conditioning out in sunny California, you know. Did they spend too much time on the beach? Now they're up here and it's actually cold. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to work out more because, you know, stay warmer. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if once Pastanak gets back and he started skating yesterday uh, in a red non-contact jersey, so he's in this, they're moving his timetable up. They're not saying exactly when, but um, it sounds like he could possibly be practicing in a couple of weeks. Um, I was looking at the power play lines for the Bruins. Yep. That second power play line does not look promising with McAvoy, Kasha, DeBrusque, Smith, and Ritchie. I do not like that line at all. Yeah, I, I understand. But it's the, it's what you got right now, you know? Like I would th- I would do I would at least put Bjork in there and replace somebody in that lineup. Uh, one of the one of them ain't one of them ain't working. My guess on that one is if uh, Richie's not really going, you'll see Bjork bounce in on there every once in a while, or they'll keep, uh, they'll uh, have Bergeron or Marshawn kind of do the pasta knock thing where they're out there for part of it. Um, yeah. You know, um, Grizzly on that first power play is obviously moving into the Krug slot, and we'll see how that works out. I mean, similar size guys, different games altogether. Grizzly is a better defender. Um, yeah. And then when Pasternak comes back, I mean, who are you taking off that first line right now uh, for the power play with Bergeron, Coyle, Marshawn, Grizzly, and Krejci? Probably yeah. Krejci because you're kind of wasting a bit of endurance for these players. I don't think so. I think Krejci was great on that first power play. I think Coyle's the one who comes off of that. Okay. Just, I think just, I think I think you put Marshawn on the second line. Yeah, bounce uh, Richie. But they, they're mean, not. They're not going to break that up. That's like seventy-five no, percent of, of your team's goals right there. Well, even just when they don't have McAvoy in the first power play, I want I want to see him develop into that. That's what I want to see. I I think their their thinking on that is probably where he has the responsibilities of the number one defenseman now, and he's, for lack of a better term, babysitting Lausanne. Actually, he his game is already going to have to adjust and adapt. Because he's not going to be able to do his thing and have Chara, Big Z, Chara sitting back there being able to cover for him. You know, a guy with, uh, what, 20-some-odd years' experience in the NHL? And then, you know, give Grizzly that spot. Again, same body type, same size and all, but different all-around game than Krug. And then that way you get McAvoy. He comes out at the end of the power play, and he's on there as soon as the ready for the team to get back to even strength that's just i don't know that's my rationale on it no i'm sure that's actually bit, that's oh very true i just want to see him at one point on on the first one i think i think he deserves a look 
Now, if we, uh, I think we're all in agreement, and if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry, but I think we're all in agreement. We think that Nick Ritchie needs to not be in this lineup, maybe mo- be more of that extra guy. Who you got in his spot, Jimmy? So I, I couldn't disagree with you more on that one. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. I've I've been, I've been the one pre- preaching that this guy has a lot of potential. Um, it, in my opinion, Bjork's guy has to go. Um, I've been, yeah, I mean, uh, but who do I want to see in there? Frederick. Um, I think that in spurts he's shown a lot of things. Um, Lindholm was supposed to be this guy last year for us, and then he never really got on the ice. Um, oh, he, he was put on waivers today, by the way. Oh, so he's not even, okay. Awesome. Um, so he's not even available. Perfect. Um, so yeah, to me it's Frederick. Well, you know, and honestly, do, do I do realize? I think, I think, um, was it Nick Ritchie like ninth or tenth overall in his uh, in his draft class? I'm I'm pretty sure. I think so. Jimmy Jimmy's the one. Who I was, was shocked when I found that out. Uh, he was yeah. a higher draft pick, especially over his brother. He was an actual prospect. I'll look him up real quick. That's crazy to me. But I mean, listen, it, it, we'll see what he can do. I, I definitely like if he can at least be kind of like a power forward type guy, and uh, you know. Bring a good uh, physical presence, not one that gets you penalties, uh, but on that third line and perhaps some like you know good body in front of the net. I'm cool with it, but if not, I would rather see Bjork there. I think he adds an element of speed. He's shown some chemistry with Coyle last year, um, and he can't rifle the pocket. The kid has has a lot of talent. It's just can he reach that? You know. Uh yeah, I would play. I would replace Richie with Frederick. Uh, I've seen Frederick play against. I think it was the Canadians last year. I think he had some good physical prowess in him, and that and Richie, you know, as a prospect, I think he should do a lot better in the top ten for the draft class. Didn't so Frederick I'll... get in a fight on his first NHL game or on his first in his first NHL game or on oh, his I first remember NHL that. shift? I, I, I don't remember that, but I think he got like a penalty for like uh, and it's like first like three shifts, I believe, like roughing or something. No, maybe like a like a regular one, like tripping or something. All right, I th- no, I but th- he did. I thought there was he somebody, did. one of the younger kids, got in a fight in his first game, and his dad was all proud no, of him. No, no, that, no. I, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Trent Frederick. He, I think I think it was against Winnipeg, uh, but he gets in a he got in a fight with one of those guys, like right, right first NHL game. So he uh, he has that in him, and that's what I love about him. But he's he's a bottom six guy. Yeah, I I haven't heard. That. I don't think he has any speed really, um, and he doesn't seem to have much of a shot. But I mean. You know, Boston, we seem to love our big guys who will hit people. Yeah. Which is fine, but if they can score, too, that's always a plus. Like uh, the late Josh Anderson, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we failed to pick up, and he's always scoring. So. Yeah, he's already scoring for Montreal, your former rival, because he's no longer in your division. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Par Lindholm was, went on waivers today. On Monday, uh, Anton Bleed, Paul Carey, Stephen Camper, uh Greg McKegg and Zach Sinishin, who all all were placed Oof. on waivers and passed yesterday. They all cleared, so nobody wants them either. Nobody wants Zach Sinishin. And Justin, you were quite uh quite happy about this when you saw that they passed on him. You wanna make a few comments Ugh. about this? Well honestly, Dave, I, I do think it just goes back to how badly Don Sweeney whiffed and just made panic decisions at the 2015 draft. I mean, that was the Conor McDavid draft. You had a lot of deep talent in that draft. Like Scouts were saying, like that was like a really good draft. Um, tons of good players, um, even in the second round that, that were chosen. Um, and you just have to, again, usually 
to evaluate your draft pick, you have to look at the guys chosen after that pick and see where they are and how many players. I mean, we could just go on, but were chosen after those three picks and that are now studs in the NHL making huge impacts and are the future of their, te- their franchises. It's just like what happened. And does Zach Sanitian just not panning out? If two of those picks pan out, you can kind of say, okay, Jake DeBrusque, still up, still, door's not, you know, what's the saying? Um, The jury's not out on that one yet. So, I mean, just him going to waivers just shows how badly they screwed up that draft. You bring up the, excuse me, you brought up the 2015 draft. The third person there is, you know, uh, is it Jakob Zaboro or Jacob? Uh, I think it's Jacob. It's Jacob. Jacob. All right. Uh, I apologize if I got that wrong, but Zaboro is, you know, going to be your third line left defenseman to start. And I know we talked a lot about the D last week. I was reading that he seems to get it at least that he need. This is his opportunity. He's, he, if he. If it doesn't work right now, it seems like it's going to be a long time before he gets another shot at it. Uh, he's been working at it for five-plus years now, and uh, he seems to know. I read something about how he's been his practice has been uh, – his work ethic at practice has been good. He's a pretty big guy, right? What's he – I'm trying to find him. I'm pulling him up right now. I just – but, I mean, if – if two of those guys hit, if he if he hits this year, how do you feel about that draft overall? Uh, honestly, Dave, if, if if he hits and the kick can play, then okay. But it's still like again, still you have to look at the talent after that those guys were chosen and just say, hey, those guys are probably helping their teams so much more than what these guys are doing currently for the Bruins. So I mean, it's better, but it's definitely not a great look. Um, and again, that it's just it's mind blowing how bad they they whipped in that draft. So, but welcome to Don Sweeney World, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what, what would your thoughts be on the 2015 draft if Zaboro can play? If Zabor, the only way Zaboro can impress me if he gets at least one point in one of these like these first five like first three games. If he does not get a point then he's going to have to wait a little longer for that spot. As for this draft, yeah, I think I agree with Justin. They kind of whiffed it. I just need one point from Saboro, and that's that'll yeah. be fine with me. I mean, he's only got two NHL games to his, his credit, you know, right now. 13th overall pick. People generally have a uh, high hopes for someone like that, and it just hasn't panned out to this point. Jimmy, what do you think? So I was, I was, I was reading the draft picks for the Bruins in 2015. Oh my god, it's so bad! Like, I, <laughs> you can sit there. So, so we, so we, so we, so we focus on the big three. They had three consecutive picks, okay? Right. Um, and then you go into the second round, and they got probably the best player in that draft in Brandon Carlo. Right. Um, yep. and then you get JFK bust. God. You got da- um, yeah, you got uh, v- Vladar looks to be a bust. Um, oh, it just, yeah, it just he- goes down. He looked like he was I getting mean, electrocuted in that in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that I mean, honestly though, that's that's bad coaching. You shouldn't put you you should not put him in like that. Also, it was bad uh, on Tuca. It looks horrible on him. You know, forcing players into situations oh, shit, they shouldn't I be playing. Into that. Uh, yes, ah, there we go. <laughs> so, um, but w- w- will my will my opinion uh, change on this 2015 draft if Zaboral can play? Um, Yes, because I think um, 
DeBrusque is I don't think DeBrusque is a bust. Um, I still think that he's a serviceable NHL player. I don't I think they're misplaying him. I don't think he's a top six player. I think he on a championship winning team, which the Bruins are not, um, he is a top nine uh four. Um uh Zaboro is a bottom six uh, uh, sorry, a bottom pairing defense in my, in my opinion. I, I think that's in my I think that's the top of where he can be because I don't think he's that good at all. Uh the two games we saw, he doesn't Listen, when you play your first NHL game, you um, you look nervous. You uh, don't handle a puck great. That's fine because it's, you know your whole life you've been playing in the NHL. He looked lost out there at times. Like he didn't know. Like, oh wait, th- there's ice. Like, he didn't know where the hell he was. He could have been on the moon and he would have been fine. Like he wouldn't have known the difference. Um, <laughs> I, w- I would have much rather see them um play uh, uh oh I'm drawing a blank. Who's the other big defense we have in the minors? I'm drawing uh Vec. Vakanainen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's who I would rather see in, instead of Zaboral. Um, because I don't think he knows. I I just don't think that he can play, in my opinion. And then uh, Senishin, just yeah. Good good luck in Providence, bud. Go go go, 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 go win the Calder Cup, not the Calder Trophy, but the Calder Cup. <sighs> yeah, I I wanted to see more out of Senishin. I I don't think I don't even. What do you play about twenty games for us? If that, I think this. No, guy, not we, even. We, I think it's like. Yeah, I think, um, I think we ruined the kid. What's up? I said, I think we ruined the kid. Like, we ruined every young prospect on this team. Vetrano can play. Guess what? Ruined him. Now he's in Florida. Pretty decent player. Riley Smith, he was a decent player, but guess what? We ruined him. He ended up going to Florida looking good. He looks great in Vegas. Um, we just, young players, we ruined him. Tyler Sagan was pretty good here in Dallas. Pretty, like, an elite score. We just can't do young players. Old players, Bacchus, ah, give him line time. Uh, Bergeron, yeah, give him line time. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, oh, Krejci can't skate, give him line time. Y- young players, no, nah, get him off the put him on the. I mean, come on, man. I'm I'm getting really tired of the way that we just ruin players and get him, give them to other teams that do really good. Man, you're hot up on Krejci this year, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh. he should have been four years ago, and it's it's mind boggling to me. That was so you know me at the end of the last season. I was like, it's not it's not Sweeney, it's Cassidy. Not Sweeney, it's Cassidy. When they brought back Tuka Rask and David Krejci this year, um, I was like, no, you failed your you failed your job as a GM. It, as much as I want Tuka out of here, I get he's a goal. You can't trade him. Krejci had the best year he has had in seven seasons and had the best playoff since 2011. And you're like, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have a resurgence this year. Get the hell out of here. The guy's like 41 years old. Get him out of here. I'm exaggerating. I know he's not 41. Okay. I know. I know. That the first one's out of days now. He's like, you're not 41. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we try to keep as much truth to what we're doing That's here. True. Right. <laughs> I think he's what, 35. He's not, he's not getting any younger. I know that. No, he's definitely not getting any younger. And you know, a few years back, I absolutely was right on that. Let's let's trade him out of town. Uh, and you know, if we're talking about trading him out of town, you know what? His value is probably as high as it's ever gonna be. Well, as it's gonna be uh, at this point, coming off of the playoffs last year, where I think he had a pretty decent playoff. Uh, like you said, coming off what was it, 2013? You wanted him traded. I think you said before, uh, like I, after I, that playoff him, or even before that playoff. I wanted him traded draft night of 2015, which, I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference because we probably would have botched another pick. Um, But then when we traded uh, when we traded Hamilton and traded Lucic, I'm like, if we're going to start doing this, get rid of Krejci too. Like, if we're going to start ripping it down, I said trade Char that night too um, because 
you, if you're going to start ripping down the older pieces to bring in youth with draft picks, then you can't play what Detroit did, which is play that middle area, wanting to keep that playoff streak going, but also trying to rebuild. Because now look at Detroit. They're like one of the worst teams in, NH, in, in hockey. And that is exactly where the Bruins are going. They're playing that middle area. They want to be contenders for Bergeron and Martian um, and Tuca, but they also want to rebuild on the flight. It does not work in the NHL. It just doesn't work. Unless you get a top pick somehow and you end up getting Conor McDavid or something like that and throw him on with Crosby and Lemieux in that smooth transition, it doesn't work in the NHL. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, and they're not going to suck for luck either, are they? <laughs> no. football, football reference, no, Jimmy? No, I, I, I mean, I, I, I was rooting against Patriots all year this year because I wanted Lawrence, but that's just me. Thank, thank you, Trevor. Tank for Trevor. Nice. <laughs> you should have wrote more more letters to Bill. Yeah. I got them all. All right. I, I think we've beaten the defense to death. Um, There's one more. John Moore. He's on the fourth line. That guy is an absolute bust that somehow played on the forward line during the playoffs. Right, he did. He was a better winger than he is a defenseman. What a boss that guy is. Because our coach is an effing moron. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think, I, like, honestly, guys, where I feel like he hit the bucket button during that game. He was like, all right, just, just let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the team finally fell back down to earth, and they realized that without their number one goaltender, Jimmy, you you don't have to get into it with me. I, I know where you are on this on that guy, but without him, you you didn't have much because Halak. I think Halak had one deep run in the playoffs, and he's what thirty five years old. I think he's a year older than Tuka. You knew we, we talked you know about where, you know what he is, you know, and right, you know, my, you know my, my he's thing only going to give you X amount, and he can't do. He's not an everyday goaltender. Oh, I know that. I I said that last year. I I said I said that Tuka is a better is a more talented goalie. Um, is he is he twice as good as Halak? No, he's not twice as good as Halak. And I look at the contract. He no, makes I, almost I double. Saying, I was just saying that into reference of it was a fuck it game, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's all. And yeah, no, I was yeah. just saying it was after their number one goaltender, and I just didn't I, want to argue with you about Tuca. No, it's fine. Nice, nice shot by nice shot by Cassidy. Just a mail on a series. That's you know, that's a good that's a good coach right there. Well, I, I, let's face it. I think I I kind of feel like they mail, they mailed in the beginning of that tournament, and that's why they were out so early. Yeah, problem. Great yeah. leadership. And then add on the the Tuca situation and the fact that. Halak is good, good backup goaltender, but he's your backup goaltender. You apparently had a better one in Hudobin a few years ago, right? I was, I was about to say that. I'm so glad you said it, not me. Jimmy, I'm, I'm getting good <laughs> at stealing your shit here, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we talk about the schedule, I just want to mention that the Bruins announced that they will retire Willie O'Ree's number 22 on February 22nd. O'Ree, of course, uh, broke the NHL color barrier in 1958 and played a total of 45 games for the Bruins, even though he was blind in his right eye. That's fantastic. Uh, could you imagine people running at, at the first African-American man in hockey and he can't even see half of them? That must have been pretty <laughs> damn dangerous. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't wearing a helmet, too. Yeah. What a bad He's back with no helmets. That's right. Christ. O'Ree, of course, was elected to the NHL Hall of Fame in 2018, and the NHL uh, will be wearing a special decal starting Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. 
the, on January 16th through the end of February. And the 63rd anniversary of O'Ree breaking the color barrier is January 18th. I think that's great. He's been a uh, everything you re- I've read about him. He's been nothing but a good ambassador for hockey. Um, and then I read a, a, a headline today. I didn't read the article. Uh, it was basically about time. And it brings me to a quick question: Is should the Bruins have retired O'Ree's number sooner, Tyler? No, I, I think it's perfectly fine to retire the number this year with everything that's been going on lately. Uh, it's it's good to remind of, of who this guy was. I actually never is, knew he's still alive. Please say is <laughs> who he is, <laughs> who he was as a player, uh, playing without a right eye, and uh, I, I I never knew about that. He, he I never knew he played with only one eye on the NHL. That is seriously badass. He reminds me of Michael Bispin. That's really cool. Um, so. Should they have retired his number earlier? Probably not, because if you look at his stats, they're good, but they're not great. Um, but it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm all about it. Um, I think if it's very fitting. Uh, I think that he is a ambassador to the league, and if he played for your team, um, someone like that who really stands out and it actually brings a lot of players into the league, um, you want to reward that because on and off the ice, if you're a professional and stuff like that, I think you're. Uh, you you give so much to the organization as a whole. Um, so normally I'm more about stats, but in in this case, um, when you actually are uh, give so much more to the sport outside of the numbers, uh, I think that it's a really good look by the Boston Bruins to do this uh, this year. Yeah, no, I totally agree with all that. I mean, like what 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 a hell of a player, um, especially back when hockey was home, like, holy smokes, like do or die, literally. Um, so he was uh, you know good good player for the organization. Um, and what 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 he's brought to the game and to diversity, um, and race and uh, race inclusion is just awesome. So good for them, good for him. Um, and I I really loved it. So it was great news. And I haven't read anything or heard anything about this, but um, do you, does anybody think that the NHL should do like a Jackie Robinson kind of thing? Or uh, to Jimmy's point, the stats really weren't there. Robinson was a an out out of this world player and O'Ri you know only made just over half just over half a season but would there be any, you think there should be any discussion about that what what number what number did he wear i'm sorry 22. is it 22 22 oh so that's that's a good number though i mean <laughs> i mean it's just so bad. but like uh that's, that's a good number i mean no nah, <laughs> I'm saying it jokingly. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's something you really have to get down. I think you have to talk. You have to talk that out with not just uh, the owners of each team, but I think it's something you have to bring to the players' uh, union as well, because a lot of players' brands are based on numbers as well. So, are if you do that, are, are you going to do what uh, what baseball did and, and basically grandfather players who are already wearing that number in, or um, or are you going to make everybody change the number or what? Um, so that's some, that's something I didn't really think about until you just brought that up. It's definitely it's definitely possible. Good, I mean, it definitely, it definitely is possible. Yeah, I, I would definitely go with a grandfathered in, uh, if if it was that. I, I think they did that um, in in Major League Baseball. You said so. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think that would be a bad thing. Not asking. I mean, Ray Bork changing his number from seven to seventy-seven on the ice for everybody was a special moment. And uh, you know, Craig Smith has to change his number. He is changing it to to number twelve. I guess my other part of the Bruins aspect of that is: Did you know you were going to be doing this? And did you tell Smith about it? Was he kind of in on it, knowing? <laughs> you know, which would be kind of cool. That would be cool. And the Bruins organization is known for that. 
Justin, what do you think? NHL retire the number or? No, I, I think NHL retire the number here. I mean, I, I think it was really cool uh, what Craig Smith um, did and everything else like that. I know. I thought it was a whole cool thing. But I think um, definitely the NHL should uh, at least, at the very least, consider it. I think so. Because um, it was just, it, I don't know, it was just such a cool, um, it was history. You know, it's just it's so historic. I know the numbers weren't there. Um, especially again when you compare him to Jackie Robinson in baseball, but like I, I still think, regardless of numbers, he, he deserves that place in history. So um, I think they should do it for sure. Yeah, and uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame, of course, is a, a great honor, um, and I know that that, sure. that can be enough. And maybe he doesn't want it, but Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I think they should do it. It'd be it'd be great for the league to do something like that. It's always good to do it for Jimmy for a player who's made such a difference. In a sport. All right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't want to be a jerk. It, it, just the timing uh, is why I was wondering about the uh, the Bruins knowing about it before Smith came. You know, maybe they talked about it, and he's really good at keeping secrets. You know, and, and like I said, I think that would be a, a kind of cool aspect of the story. But, you know, that's just me. All right, so with the, with the new realigned divisions this year, the – Divisions, uh, three divisions, the East, the Central, and the West all play each other eight times, and the All-Canadian Division, which is a way better name for it than Scotia North or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> the Canadian Division in the North is uh, going to play each other ten times each, so you're going to see a lot of back-to-backs, a lot of kind of condensing of the schedule. The first week alone I'm looking at, it's New Jersey, New Jersey, the Islanders, Philly, Philly, and finish off the month with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Let's go Washington, Washington to end the month and start February. So you're going to see a lot of that. There's uh, not going to be a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's going to be a lot of fam- familiarity coming up. Uh, there's going to be a lot of rivalries going. What team, Tyler, are you looking forward to seeing the Bruins play 10 times this year? Uh, it might be Philadelphia. So that's that to me is like the best team in the East right now. When I saw the Philadelphia Flyers play the Pittsburgh uh, earlier tonight, they looked dangerous, especially with some of the young players like Joel Farabee. Tonight he got four points, and that kid looks on fire. And for the players we've got, I don't know if they can handle a guy like him, and with the defense too. So I, I want to see what happens with the Philly games. They are the ones that where we got to be most tested on. Yeah, I mean, right. We all know that Philly's going to be a tough out, uh, tough uh, game to play all year long. Um, Justin, same question to you. What ri- rivalry are you looking forward to this year? Uh, honestly, Dave. I, well, personally, um, I have to say my my biggest two are probably Washington and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, maybe because I I think those games are always really fun to watch. Um, and in the past few years, the Bruins have kind of owned Pittsburgh. So, um, and they're not that great right now. So that's going to be fun to kind of like watch the Bruins and uh, Pittsburgh, but our defense is kind of lacking. So we'll see how that goes, but that's always a fun matchup. And um, the Washington Capitals, I mean, as frustrating as these past few years have been with us consistently losing to them, I mean, they don't have Holpe. So maybe Rask won't, you know, crap his pants like on the other side of the ice. And maybe the Bruins can actually, you know, find a way to score. Um, so that'll be interesting, especially with Daniel Chara on the other side. So who I was um, just gonna say I'll, might make Rask crap his pants if he really winds up for a one timer. Oh, I know. Seriously, yeah, put a dent in his helmet. Um, but we'll we'll see. I don't know. But those two, I think, are the uh, matchups I'm looking forward to the most. 
All the other ones are like, you know, Fly is definitely good. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to those other two for sure. All right, guys. So I know I'm a negative guy, but there's something about hockey that's nostalgic um, that I like to stick with. Um, so I would love to say it's the Washington Capitals because I would love to watch all the Bruins fans who cried that said it was all about Holby. They couldn't beat Holby, and it's actually just the Capitals are better than you. I would love to watch that happen you know, 10 times this year when you know they beat you eight times and then two times in overtime as well. But the answer here to me is the New York Rangers. I know the Rangers are not a good team. I know, but just something to say about original six hockey that we're not going to get a lot. We're not going to get it this year. It's the only original 16 in your division. Um, so it just says something about original six. So to me, it's the Rangers. I'll watch the Rangers 10 times. Well, actually, um, I don't really get those games down here now. So, but I, I will uh, watch the highlights of all 10 games very, uh, a couple times. Well, you get to see you'll get to see Washington play. Uh, I actually the was just ten at the, times, right? I was actually just looking at the the old uh, hotel uh, thing here, and the second channel down, NBC Sports Washington. So I definitely watch all the Capitals games and Perfect. watch them beat the Bruins you know, you, ten times. You really are following Chara everywhere, aren't you? Look at that. <laughs> he loves him. I'm, I'm, I'm little Z. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jimmy, as far as the original six team. It's the only original six team in their division this year, and normally it's loaded. You have uh, Montreal, Toronto, and the Rangers in there with you. And, um, you know, but I'm also excited. I want to see Lafreniere. Uh, I, I don't know much about this kid. I heard, didn't hear about him till late last year because I don't really follow any hockey other than the NHL, or I didn't. I'm trying to do better at that now as we've talked about but i i really would like to see that they got some good talent on defense with uh kaka was it kaka capo <laughs> kaka capo <laughs> <laughs> sounds like somebody's gonna take a kaka their goalie is like the best name in the nhl Go, uh gorgachev or something like that it's, yeah so i mean i, I, I there's some well, there's some young talent there i want to see i feel like it'll be like watching them play in an AHL team or at least that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a few wins out of that. But as far as for competition, I want to see how they stack up against Philly. And I I do like a nice Philadelphia rival. I still haven't forgiven them for 2010, although I do blame that on Krejci's injury. If Krejci went went down in that series, that's when everything really shit the bed. But they were probably destined to lose it anyway. And then there's going to be a lot of back-to-backs. Not just playing the same team, but, you know, Monday, Tuesday night games. I think that's going to wear on you. You're going to have the taxi squad this year. How often do you think Cassidy should be pulling off that taxi squad, four to six players? You're going to have the guys who really can't play. Uh, Are there any guys on – I guess my actual question, is there any guys on the team that you would want to rest on back-to-backs? Tyler. Um, Probably probably Bjork. Because yeah, we gotta see more of those, uh, more of those other players, see how they do. Yeah, so you would dress one of the younger guys. I was, uh, I was kind of thinking more along the lines of resting some of the, some of the older guys, or even like John Moore, who hasn't played in a while. His, his conditioning's gonna be, you know, in question. I, I would think he hasn't played a real NHL game in eighteen, nineteen months. But yeah, I could see yeah. sitting Bjork. I mean. Especially if you're really not sure what you have out of him, or if he he falters real early, and then you bring up um, Frederick, Justin. What about you? Uh well, no, I honestly I definitely agree, Dave. I think it should be um, that you may see some rest, but kind of like the older guys. Um, although I can't I can't see it too often, but those are definitely 
you know, because like Bergeron again, he's got that chronic groin injury. Uh, injury, excuse me. Um, I'm pretty sure that man plays through pain like every single game. Um, so he, whenever like rest would probably benefit, um, but obviously not too much because I think we've seen from last year that a, a long layover can uh, kind of negatively affect other players. So, uh, but I, I would definitely say the older guys, and, and again, like just see what some of the younger kids can do. I'm, I'm hoping that they they kind of like give the older guys a rest to see what the young kids can do at a higher level. I mean, listen, if you're going with the youth movement, that's what this is all about, right? So um, I want to see those guys step up. Um, but obviously keep your kids like McAvoy, Carlo, those guys, because um, they got to get used to this. They're going to be your leaders of the team, so they got to get used to this. But definitely like, you know, Bergeron, Krejci, Marshan maybe, especially if your sports in your hat starts acting up. I know it was painful the past couple of days, I guess, there was a point on that, but we'll see. Jimmy, who who you got resting on back-to-backs? Okay, so let me start with this. Justin's going to hate this comment, so I'm just going to throw that. Oh, boy. Let me give praise to Mr. Don Sweeney um, for building building the one part of the team that I think he has a leg up with everybody in the NHL. And Dave, you're also going to love this. You're going to love what's coming next. Our our goaltending core is the best in the NHL. Uh, No, sorry, second. Vegas has a better goaltending core. Um, But the... um, then I mean I think that uh, Leonard and Flurry are a better one-two than Tuga and uh, Halak personally. Oh, um, you, got a good, but, you got a real good argument there. I'm not gonna even debate that one with you. So mm-hmm. so so I I think you I think you I think you rest Rask every back to back and you play Halak because I think you can do that um, because you have two very serviceable goalies. As much as I think that Rask is not a good playoff goalie, in the regular season, he puts up the numbers. He's a very good goalie. Um, I've never said that anything. I've never said that about Rask. Um, in saying that, who they should rest, you probably should rest your old-ass captain and your old-ass second-line uh, second wing, or uh, uh, center. Sires. You're more on the goal... The, excuse me. You're more on the older guys and, of course, exactly. Rask, which I... I don't know. I, I feel like no, for the yeah. most part they would switch off on back to backs. I think that's a general. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I think that, you know, hats off to Sweeney. He actually did something right, which is bring back Halak. Because if we're basing off of what Sweeney does normally, he would have said, no, we're not bringing back Halak. And we're just going to have Vladder back there. And he's going to be a train wreck. And that's what has been the, the tenure of Sweeney. So, would, I mean, we I'm really. ended up with a 2021 version of John Blue. Or <laughs> Manny Fernandez. You guys remember John Blue? No. Am I the only one? Yeah, back, I think so. That's why I said man. I think so. Oh my god, backup goaltender. I think late '90s. I forget who even backed up. Uh, Blaine Locker, maybe. <laughs> I think he he backed up. Another blast from the past of the Bruins net. I remember P.J. Axelson. P.J. Axelson was good, but he wasn't that's a goaltender. No, he's not. I'm just saying old old Bruins players. I mean, that's he's not even that old, is he? I mean, that's when I started watching hockey. Oh, shit. Oh. Hey, side note though, I'm gonna totally disagree with you, Jimmy, with that whole goaltender situation. I would absolutely yeah. trade Rask this offseason, gun Brandon Holt. Oh, no, okay, see what he signed for, much less money, nice little deal, transition goaltenders. You know what I mean? Instead of a Tuka Rask who like you know likes to choke on a big wet sausage in the playoffs. Anytime he gets to okay. an elimination game, he's like, Oh my god, I can't do this guy, I'm not gonna go home. Justin, Justin, Justin. Oh. 
Trust I'm glad you, know, you guys you are in different know. states right now. <laughs> you know I'm on your side when it comes to Tuca, but you cannot <laughs> tell me that replacing that replacing Tuca with Braden Holby is any better because Holby is also a choker. They have the same amount of cups. The only difference is that Holby was actually on the ice. He was carried by Ovechkin and uh, somehow Brett Conley, another player of the Bruins ruined, by the way. Um, they went somewhere else and actually won a cup. They didn't um, ruin him. They let him go. They, they let him yeah. spread his wings and fly, fly. I mean, <laughs> right, you're right. He wasn't, he wasn't good here, but guess what? He has as many rings as um, Patrice Bergeron. Just saying. Um, oh, but, uh, that's, uh, well, also, Jimmy, uh, I hope he won, won the cup and he was in debt. Um, Tuka, he gets right, there, yeah, but right, he's, like, but, he's like, I'm a cat. <laughs> and, he, he, also, he also is a perennial choker. Um, so I, I think you save money on them, but it's not like they're going to spend money on other players. You might as well pay the goalie. So, I mean, if you were to say go out and sign Leonard, um, or Flurry, who actually wins cups. I mean, I'm I'm about that. Um, but uh, I don't or I like, go for trade for Flurry because I don't think he was a free agent. Um, but uh, I I don't think that you know letting trading Rask and then bringing in Holby really solves a lot of problems because we weren't going to spend it on players and he there, he's also a perennial choker in the playoffs as well. So he just beats us nonstop. What did Holby sign for? Oh, it was like I, four million, I think. Something. What was it? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I just I think it was like three or four years, something like that. Three or four years, like four million. That, that's not bad. Is, wow. No. Yeah, I mean, save three million and spend it on who though? I mean, sign one of these uh, free agent guy. I, 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 there's a lot you could have done with that money. And and honestly, and again, to honestly agree with you, Jimmy. If they traded Krejci, that's another salary dump that you could have used to like again sign other players. But you know, it, it, I don't know what it is, but Don's really just he just can't pull the trigger on any of the stuff. He signed sort of free agent dudes for cheap money, and that's it. So Hopi's deal is two for eight point six. Okay. So it's uh, average two. Of okay. Four point three a year. So four point three. Um, I mean, that's still a good number. That comes back to it. I mean, I'm okay paying a goalie four million dollars because I think that the difference between Tugarask and uh, Brayden Hopi or Tugarask and Halak is not the biggest. I I don't think that if Tugarask starts the series against. Uh, Tampa, we win that series either. I'm not gonna. Tampa's a better team. Yes. I, I think I think it's just as bad. Um, I think the score is a little closer because I don't think we pull Rask uh, for Vladar. Um, I if you pull him, Hawks not gonna look like Vl- uh, Vladar did. So I, I the scores might not be the same scores. I think they'll be a closer game, but I still think we lose in five six games to Tampa because they're much, they're a much better team. Um, saying I mean yeah. The- does, how many more games does Tuca really win you in that series is a good question. I think, I think maybe one more, and if you're lucky to. Um, the way that I mean, Tampa was playing at that point in the year. By the way, they're up 3 nothing versus the Blackhawks. I checked the score a little I mean, while ago. Yeah, you want to talk about another AHL team. Sorry, Jimmy, I cut you off again. No, no, no I said thank God I, uh, we didn't do this podcast earlier in the day. That's all I can say. One of my picks is not really good right now. Yeah, you're just lucky you don't have it on tape, huh? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. <laughs> if you can't make me say it, if you can't make me hear it, myself say it, I never said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my history and broadcasting right there. All right, then, Jimmy, speaking of uh, your picks, you want to make a bet? I just like winning. It's time to bet your ass. Catch me outside. Here on the Boston Bee Party. 
Oh, I'm always down to make a bet, guys. All right. So the pick I was going to make, I will put it on the air. I'm, obviously, you can't do it because the game's going on right now. Uh, it was in the uh, Tampa Bay Chicago uh, Chicago game, and I had Chicago winning that game. Well, they're wow. down three nothing. They're down three nothing. Uh, just starting the second period. Uh, so that's uh, that's not looking good for me. So I would be wary on my picks this uh, th- uh, this uh, tonight. But um, the second pick I have is uh, St. Louis. It's in the St. Louis uh, Colorado game, and I am going to take St. Louis to beat Colorado in Colorado. I think that they match up very well against that team. Um, a team that's very fast, like Colorado. Um, like the Bruins uh, in 2019 um, can get beat and hit with um, St. Louis. They made a lot of good acquisitions in the, uh, in the off season, bringing in Krug. And now they brought in Hoffman. Um, I think, I don't know if Hoffman's playing tonight. Cause I know we just got signed, um, but I just, I, I really like, um, he was on the, he was on a PTO. So he was probably practicing pretty well. If he's signed, okay. he's probably playing. Okay. Well, so in that case, I really like this pick then. And since I lost the pick because of uh, scheduling, because I didn't realize how uh, early the Tampa Bay game was, uh, I'm going to give you a pick in the Vancouver game as well. Um, I am going to take uh, Vancouver because I don't believe in that cursed uh, Oilers team. Um, I'm, so I'm picking another underdog here, and it's um, the uh, Vancouver Canucks um, to beat the Edmonton Oilers. And do you want that? You want that crazy bet we were talking about uh, earlier, Dave? Yes, absolutely. I want to know how many former Bruins slash uh, Bruins offseason quote trade acquisition um, targets or free agent targets. How many of them score with their new team in the first week of the season? Okay, I'll put the over under at six and a half goals there um, combined. Um, and I think we're just going to do players that were rumored to come here in free agency because um, Trey's Trey, just, just going to make it kind of weird. So I, I say we'll go six and a half. I, I still at the over there. Um, and I'll, I'm going to one-up you on that one. I, I said this one earlier. How many of those guys um, over under, how many goals did they score combined before Poshnok gets the ice? And I said over 20 and a half. And I'm going to take that over there as well. So we'll see. Um, All right, the day that so we can called, keep track of this. We should name some, those players <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the end of that. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it up on, on Twitter at, at Boston yeah, Party going, one Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll sit down. We'll, we'll figure this out, and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet that. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's going to be a good one. I, I want to do some research on that. And pick By the way, Jimmy, I have, and I have one more little bet for you for the Chicago-Tampa Bay game. Okay. Is it is it that Tampa Bay is a good offensive team, or is that Malcolm Subban is an absolute bomb of a player? <laughs> Tyler's throwing shit. He's he's a bomb. And we were talking before. I said Malcolm Subban, another player room by the Bruins. No, that guy just sucks. <laughs> well, that goes that goes to hope for Chicago Blackhawks winning another cup. <laughs> Justin, what do you think? What do you, how many how many players do you think we got in on this? For we got so we'll start with like the big names of Krug and Chara because they were. You know, former Bruins players, right? Right, right, right. Of course. Um, who else do so, we? Who else do we hear this year? Because he's going with six and a half, which, as he says, it sounds high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know no, it does. But I mean, well, let's see. I would, I would include, you know, we'll see Char, Krug. Um, let's see, definitely Taylor Hall, Hoffman, Anderson. I think all those guys. If you really want to, you can include Oliver Ekman Larson. I mean, he was a big rumor, so I would include him personally as well. Um, so, I mean, if you take into account all those six guys, uh, I, by the time Pasnak returns, 
Uh, I may take the under with 20 goals, but it's definitely close. Um, and honestly, the six goals, like, with what? Was that in the first week or something like that? Yeah. The first five games? Yeah, yeah. So that may be a little high, but I could honestly – I could I could see those guys pulling off some goals. Um, watch Tory Krug put up, like, two goals and assists tonight. And Josh Anderson just got one. Mike Kaufman potentially could get another one. So, you know, I could see that happening very quick. Absolutely. Tyler, what do you think? Anybody else need to be added to that list? Oh, no. I think they got everybody good. Like Mike Hoffman, uh, Eklund Larson. Those are some really good players, man. Chara, Krug, Anderson. I missed one. I only got five. I don't think Chara's going to score. But I think he will get like, an assist at least. Or, like, Chara's going to score enough before McAvoy. McAvoy. Oh, you should put Tafoli uh, on that list. Tafoli. Oh, yeah. True. Um, well, all right. So I, I guess wasn't there a uh, Blake Coleman? Would, no, Coleman was. They were looking for him for the trade deadline last year, weren't they? Yeah, Did that was definitely. Or is he still on the Tampa Bay Lightning? He's still on Tampa. Oh, yeah. I thought he, I thought he got traded. I think he went to another team. Did I? I, I must have been playing too much NHL Twenty One then. My bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the trades, the trades you do on EA Sports games aren't the ones that we should be going for here, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I should well, say that the trades on that t- on that game is crazy. I, I I had like the Toronto Maple Leafs have like John Tavares, Jonathan Taze, a couple other star players too. It's like the the salary is like a hundred million at least. <laughs> yeah, and they still have no defense, do, do they? Nope. <laughs> hey, uh, Dave, you can uh, you can only you can only post in. Uh, Josh Anderson has two goals. Already, so there's two right there. <laughs> wow, wow, the fact that the Bruins didn't go over him. Wow, I know, seriously, like, like that's God. come on. You, you, you Dave, you want to talk wow. about a guy who's got something to prove, you know, like Jesus he, he had a shoulder injury, played and got what one goal last year. His stock was way down. I, I played him in a fantasy game tonight, uh, his price was 3,000. I was like, oh, yeah. you're kidding me. That He's going up against Toronto, who, let's face it, I don't think I have any respect for their goaltending situation up there. What defense? Their defense and goaltending are just Oh, future. and I've been crapping on their defense for years. So, oh, you know, yeah. And I, I'm, hit, I'm hitting like the button on Toronto this year. They ain't making the playoffs. No, absolutely not. Jimmy had to step away, but Jimmy, that's a that's some good bets there. We're going we're gonna to do some more research on that. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Any more crazy bets they want to talk about? I got a couple more uh, questions up here for you. Not I can bet some of the games that are happening tonight. What's that, Tyler? I can bet some of the games that are happening tonight with Vancouver, St. Louis. Uh, why don't you bet tomorrow night's game, Bruins versus New Jersey? I think Boston will win the first game. Right. Uh, I don't know. That New Jersey team doesn't seem too promising. I think they got to. I think I think they got to get a couple more good players for New Jersey. I, I don't see anyone that's really standing out. Jack Hughes, I think, will have, like, one – another mediocre year. But I think that Cat Kid will definitely step up soon, like his brother will, who has stepped up. Um, P.K. Subban, he made he, – he, he's still a pretty good player. I don't think he's as good as he was back in Montreal. But we'll see what happens. I think it will be a pretty close game. But I think Boston will get the one. Yeah. I, I think – I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, let's see. Boston is favored by a goal and a half, so they got to win by two. I think that I would take the I would take Boston on that. Yeah, and also also with New Jersey's goaltending with two nobodies I ever have never heard of before. Yeah, who's their yeah. goaltender? Because is it Mackenzie Blackwood or did they get rid of him? I don't see him in the lineup. It's 
Comrie and Wedgwood. I have no clue who those guys are. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew that there was not many good names down there or anybody that I really knew of. Justin, I, I actually, getting off the betting situation here and getting back more towards people that the Bruins should go after. Oh, they, they still, oh, sorry, they still have Blackwood there, but I don't think he's playing tonight. Okay. Oh, that game. I, I read, I believe it was in The Athletic, I forget by who, but uh, Dubois? For yes, Pierre-Luc Dubois. What is it? Yeah, yeah, Pierre-Luc yeah, Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And you got Tortorella coming out today, or was it yesterday? I'm sorry, I forget which. But um, saying, yeah, he doesn't want to be here. So <laughs> I know. I mean, listen, that, that's yet another player. You know, Artemi Panarin was like one, uh, one of the last ones. And, um, oh, my God, Sergei Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, the, like, uh, you know, he's just one of the latest Columbus Blue Jackets who, I mean, I don't know if it's John Tortorella. I don't know if it's, like, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, I know John Torch is kind of an asshole. But um, either way, he's just another disgruntled, frustrated uh, Columbus Blue Jacket who, uh, you know, has shown his – he said he wants out. He just signed a, uh, you know, nice, affordable contract. Um, the kid's 23 years old, I'm pretty sure. Um, a- absolute stud. He can play left wing or center. Um, and so I think the Bruins were willing to be looking at him in case Brad Marchand wasn't ready to return to play yet. Again, I would love that. I would I would absolutely give up a good prospect and uh, a first-rounder for that kid. Um, but, again, is that – does Don Sweeney do that? No. I, do, I mean, like, no, no, sorry. He's not capable of doing that, especially after where he lost this year's first-round draft pick. He's not doing that. So, uh, again, it would it's nice, and I would love it if it happened, but is Don Sweeney going to pull the trigger? Most likely not. What kind of package would you send? Honestly, so uh, it, it, he, they're going to ask for a first, for sure. So there's a first-round pick and then a um, a high prospect, I think, in your system. Um, if not an already NHL-ready player now, um, and I would suspect that they would probably want the likes of either um, Bjork, DeBrusque. Um, they, I, I can't see them asking for Coyle, but they might. But I think I think DeBrusque and Bjork would be the two uh, targets that they would really look at. Um, Studnik is definitely off the table. Um, but Beecher, that's another name I could totally see them uh, probably asking for in the trade like that. Um, honestly, that'd be you know swapping center for center. So that's that's definitely something. But probably a uh, NHL really prospect. Now that I think about it, like like Debrusk. Oh, Osanishin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think Debrusk is probably past that um, prospect age. He's a been in. Well, yeah, this is about his fourth but... year in the league. He's pretty well seasoned, I would say. Um, no, you're right, Tyler. Same question to you. What kind of package would you, as the Bruins GM, send to Columbus? For Pierre Luc Dubois, that's pretty tough. I I don't know. I th- I would have to pick DeBrusque. That that guy is a really promising player over in Columbus, and uh, yeah, just Jake DeBrusque and maybe a couple of picks to go along with that too. I think they really value that player. I I've seen Pierre Luc Dubois play on the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's very promising, and yeah, to I'm give him up would be a foolish idea. Yeah, It'd no, he a higher risk for Bruins. No, but he's definitely like a he's he's awesome. He's like six three or whatever. He's a big big sentiment. So uh, I totally agree with Tyler on that one. So probably like what, yeah. first round pick, maybe second round pick, Jake Tabrusk and a high prospect. I do that and I'd be sure. Yeah, oh, he was third overall. I bet yeah. even if you offer that to the Columbus Blue Jackets, I don't even know if they want to. They even accept that offer. They just had to do. We need more for that. Probably. Guy. I mean, they lost yeah. Aaron. They lost. Uh, you know, uh, Anthony. Uh, no. Not Anthony, but uh, Duchesne, Matt Duchesne. 
Um, so they lost a lot of guys. So they're looking to really rebuild. Yeah, they're falling apart over there. And you know what? Torts, he's kind of like the roughest sandpaper you can buy. You need him for, for a little bit, but after a while, you're just done with him, you know? For sure. But I will say this, though. Columbus does have, I think, one of the best D pairs in the NHL with uh, Seth Jones and Zach Wrensky. That's a great top pairing D pair. I'm sorry. that like That's awesome. That that rivals that McDonough and um, Hedman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely put that up there as one of the top five D pairs for the for the whole league. And you know, if you if you're gonna dip in over there, maybe you try and grab one of those guys too and make a bigger deal. Send over, Ooh. I don't know. I want to see Stidnicka, but if he's if he can get you a guy like Dubois, and it's I don't want to say you know maybe that and a second or a third as opposed to sending over another first rounder, that would be great because I mean. How many? I mean, Don Sweeney had his three picks in the first round, but how many first round picks has Don Sweeney really used? <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Also, how many of them he have he has he used on defensemen? I mean, McAvoy, Bakunin, Mason Leroy, like like this past year. Like, yeah. I mean, they've all been on defensemen. It's it's wild, except for Johnny Beecher. Yeah. Um. Crap! I lost my train of thought. What about you, Tyler? You would you would uh just do Debrus trying to do it at Debrus for Dubois? Yeah, I I would try that. It probably wouldn't work though. If it's just Debrusque. Yeah, you need more definitely. You, yeah. you definitely need more than just Debrusque. Jimmy, welcome back. Thanks, guys. I, <laughs> Sorry about that. I told you to stop eating Chipotle. I know, right? <laughs> with the E. coli though, there's no lines. Yeah, although you do look good. You'll be down on Virginia Beach in no time. Yeah, right? With Charles. We were just talking about the fact that um, Pierre-Luc Dubois of Columbus Blue Jackets wants out of Columbus, and you know, I posed the question of what kind of trade package would you send over for a, a young talent like him? Oh, man, I don't think we have the talent on this team to trade for him without giving up a significant piece. Um, trade everyone but Pasternak to over to him. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. If you're Columbus, um, I, I do you know what his contract is off the top of your head? Uh, no, he was a he's the number three overall pick in 2016. Uh, right, I, I want to say he signed a two year, ten million dollar contract. So he's two years left. Okay, that's I was I was more wondering about years. They're gonna ask for Coil. That's what they're gonna ask for. They're gonna want another young uh, player coming back, and it's I don't I think DeBrusque because I heard Tyler bring DeBrusque. DeBrusque is too streaky. He might be putting the deal as well. Um, Columbus, their hands pushed because he wants out, but they have they don't need to trade him. They can just let him sit there and rot in Columbus. I don't blame him for wanting to be out of Columbus because who the hell wants to live there? Um, but uh, it, it's gonna start on Charlie Coil. Um, and then probably Bjork and maybe uh, a young player like uh, – I'm just looking at the starting lines here. Um, maybe someone like Laboral or uh, Vakaninen, a young, a young defenseman they could probably – that they think could be a uh, top four defenseman. I think that's how we start. And then maybe get a prospect back along with Dubois. But I think it all is built around uh, Coyle because I think he's your best young player. I put young kind of relative because he's not uh, the youngest, but I mean, I think what I think Coyle's 26, 27 ish. Um, so I think you can still build around that guy for another eight years. And I think that's, I mean, 
let's not forget Columbus was uh, is two two years uh, removed from being a legitimate force. I know they made a lot of trade acquisitions and they, they lost a lot of pieces, including the best goalie um, in Bob. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I, again, I I think it's uh, you build it around um, Coil. That's interesting. I like that. I like that aspect. Although I don't want Coil going anywhere, but I I understand I, you. you, you I, will, I will do it. Yeah. I, I, I said Studnicker in a second, so you know, and I want to see Studnicker, but if, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think it's enough personally. That's fair. But yeah, the, the thing the thing is he wants out, but it's not like he's a free agent at the end of the year and wanting out. He still has more years, so there's always time to rebuild that bridge, uh, even if he sulks somewhere. Um, it's NHL is the one sport when a player wants out. Um, the player doesn't always get moved. Um, no, Zaboral. Zaboral asked for a trade last year, and look, he's on the third line D right now. Why, why didn't we do it? Because this guy's a freaking bum. You had an out with the guy. Jesus, I didn't know about that. Because they were <laughs> only going to get that half a bag of pucks. That's fine. It's you more know, than you that, need it's at least a full bag of pucks for him. <laughs> I, I, man, I can't get a puck when I want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I got one one or two more questions for the group here. Um. Tyler, who's the Bruins MVP this year? Not named Pasternak. Martian. I don't see none of the other bottom uh, six making it to the MVP. It's probably going to be Martian. If there's going to be a bottom six in there, probably Coil. And yeah. I, I definitely don't see any of the D getting on it too. I'll go. I'm going to go last because my answer is going to destroy Justin. So, uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, no, no, Jimmy, please feel free. Uh, I want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> so, mine is going to be Tuka Rask. Um, and it's, it's, it is, and you know me, I, I hate Tuka, but I think he has a lot of critics. And I don't know. After this episode, I'm starting to think you're having a change of heart. No, I, I know, can't. Oh you defended, him, you defended him earlier. Now you're picking him as team MVP. You take you out for dinner or something like that, Jimmy? Like, what's up with that? Right. I mean, hey, you unblocked me. Dougie Hamilton's Dougie Hamilton still hasn't done that. Um, Did he hook no, you up uh, with Castle's hot dog vendor? <laughs> it's now my hot dog vendor. Um, <laughs> they're called Jimbo Jimmy's Jumbo Dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I. I, I think I think it's gonna be Tuka, just because I think he's a lot to prove. Um, as much as you can prove in the regular season, again, an MVP is a regular season uh, award, and he is a top five goalie when it comes to um, regular season stats. Uh, my biggest problem with Tuka is that he doesn't pl- doesn't perform in the playoffs, especially in big games. I don't think that Bergeron is gonna be healthy enough all year. Marshan is already uh, complaining about his groin. Uh, I think Pasternak is gonna miss too much time to really be considered that. Um, the only other one, which I don't see because I see him losing a leg at some point this season, and that's Charlie McAvoy. But I'm going to go with Tuka Rask. I think that he wants to uh, prove prove some of the haters like me and Justin wrong. All right, Justin, your rebuttal to that and your pick as well. Oh uh, Well, you want you guys maybe uh, a little surprised by this. Uh, but I, honestly, Jimmy, I could see Tuka Rask being a nominee. I hate that, and it makes me want to throw up in my mouth yeah, physically. Uh, it, it really does. But here's the thing. Bruins defense – not great. So if he faces tons of shots this season, he keeps them in games, then naturally he's going to be the MVP race for sure. Um, he's my pick that, that, for him, by the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I could see that being the case, even though it's kind of like, can't do it in the playoffs, you ninny. Um, anyways, <laughs> anyways, aside from that, it, it would be either him 
Um, I could potentially see Charlie McAvoy if he has like a, a really huge year, like you know, being the number one guy. Um, see what he does. And as for the forward group, um, outside of Pasnak, I see either Marshan or Coyle being the two uh, big candidates um, as far as MVP. And I would, I, I'm tempted to give it to Coyle because he's probably going to play the same, if not a little bit more minutes than Krejci. Um, and he's just, I, I, I love that player. I just love him as a player. So it's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, I, I, I like, I really like the Tuka pick guys. Good job. You coming to the dark side. I love it. It's no, great. it's gross. It's fantastic. It's gross. Uh, and, I, and I agree with you that he's definitely going to be up in there in a conversation and he's going to play his ass off because it's also a content track year. Don't forget that. Every, everybody always plays better in a contract year. And to yeah, Justin's Tim point, he's absolutely going to have to play better in front of uh, with the defense in front of him. But I think my Bruins defensive uh my, my Bruins MVP for this season is going to be McAvoy he's gonna I think he's gonna show that next step that we've been seeing him starting to take I think he's gonna take it this year he's gonna have to babysit um Lausanne for a little while and then he's probably gonna end up be playing with Grizzly for some time so I I I'm, I see him having a good year this year I see him not taking 52 games to score this time unlike last year it took him till like February to score but yeah, sure. Tuka, Tuka was gonna be my second, and I, I'm so glad to hear you guys finally softening him up. Softening him up. Yeah. Good job. If McAvoy plays a good one, I will consider that option. Say that again. So, if McAvoy uh, plays with Grizzly, I will actually consider that option as an MVP. But since he's playing with Lauzon, I don't see those. I don't see him doing well with Lauzon. I, I don't see him being an MVP. I don't see him being an MVP because I don't think he's gonna stay healthy. Honestly, I he's not he's never stayed healthy in his career. Uh, I don't see him staying healthy. It'd be like picking. I'm gonna pick. I think I'm I'm gonna pick Anders Bjork to be the MVP, but he can't stay healthy. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that's I mean, I, I think you know Charlie McAvoy, Anders Bjork, you can put them in the same sentence with with health wise. I mean, like, I'm not even that much. Yeah, yeah, but actually, like health wise, they're very similar. Uh, all right, and uh, sticking to an MVP kind of theme, do we have? Do we think there'll be any surprises for league MVP this year? Uh, let's start with you, Jimmy. No, not. Re- I mean, there'll be a breakout somewhere. Um, I could see Stamkos really hitting it hard again after now he's back, especially because now there's no Kucherov this year. Um, but that's not really a surprise, even though he hasn't. I mean, feels like he's always hurt as well. But I could see him being, you know, old school Stamkos. It's gonna be McDavid. It's gonna be uh, Ovechkin. Um, I'm not putting I'm not putting pasta up there because I just don't, again I don't think he's gonna play enough games uh, when it comes down to it. I mean the, the season's starting now and he's just get, starting to skate with no, no contact. And if there's a setback, he's not gonna come until February. I just I I, I just don't think he's gonna play enough games. Um, there's gonna be Crosby. I'm trying to think of a dark horse here. You know, Sagan maybe in Dallas after a you know, cup run. Maybe I don't, I don't know. That's just a, uh, just a, a throw out there. Awesome. That I like it, Tyler. Yeah, it's pretty tough to say earlier at this point. Like, there's so many good players out there. You know, McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby. Those guys just some of the greatest. Just constantly being in that MVP picture for the league. I honestly do see like someone who's like not been in that picture being MVP. I think it'll be Nathan McKinnon. Despite being one of the top players ever, I definitely see McKinnon being an MVP. You think he can, he can finally get it together and do it, huh? Yeah. I'm so mad you took that answer because that is the right answer there. Oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) And Tyler, what about like a dark horse? Somebody you don't think anybody else is really thinking of at the beginning of the season? 
Oh, man. Like a surprise MVP kind of deal. I'm going with Dylan Larkin. <laughs> That's That would be a surprise. He's in the basement of the basement. <laughs> Justin. He's already in the freezer. Any real surprises as MVP to the league? And who's your dark horse if, uh, if not? Sure. I mean, I, as far as surprises go, I mean, I well, I think um, the players who I most expect, obviously, are Conor McDavid. Uh, Conor McDavid, uh, Victor Hedman, best defenseman in the league. Uh, Nathan oh, McKinnon, that was a great one, Tyler. Um, but Nathan McKinnon, I definitely think he's uh, he's a potential candidate. Um, uh, a dark horse, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this, and Dave did not get the wrong impression, but it's Chuka Rask. Oh, I'm not going to Did you not? No, no, no. Because the year he's going to have to have, and he, I mean, if he's an outstanding uh, player this year and is up for a Vezina Trophy, then I, I mean, they're going to include him in the. They could include him in the MVP race because, again, of what he has in front of him for defense. So, I mean, that's my dark horse, and again, want to throw up right now from saying that, but that's my dark horse. But the other, the other ones, I think, are pretty obvious. Justin. Hey, Justin, I said Dylan Larkin, and that guy's on a fucking bum team, so we'll <laughs> <laughs> have to see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Tyler's been drinking again, folks. We forgot to tell you that. Um, Justin, I, I love it. I absolutely love that pick, obviously. Uh, oh, I think you're completely I wrong. So I don't think Tuca's going to be in the MVP conversation, but I love it. I'm, again, you know, I'm Dave, really bro. happy to see you coming over to the yeah, dark but, side. But unfortunately, <laughs> that's it's Dark Horse. Hold on, Hein. Just, just, Dan Heinen, who over here wants uh, to rebut. Oh gosh, here we go. Justin, there's been two goalies since the year 2000 to win the Hart Trophy, and you think that Tuka Rask is gonna be one of those guys? I mean, listen to this great uh, uh, company here, okay? Carey Price and Jose Theodore. You think? I mean, I mean, that, those are the, honestly, those are the two goalies to win the Hart Trophy. There's, I mean, oh man, I. Hey, you I know, Jimmy, have, Jimmy, I hear you, it, but hey. Listen, uh, no. uh, you get bounced in the second round in five games to Tampa Bay, you get Coach of the Year award. You uh, make it to the Stanley Cup final and shoot yourself in the seventh game, and you get GM of the year, a GM of the Year award. So, I mean, honestly, it, anything's possible at this point. So, if you're so, the, so, so, so if you're the favorite to win the division and you miss the playoffs, then your goaltender wins MVP. Yeah, probably. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I love it. I love it. Um. I, I just think, um, oh man, that's that, that honestly that one came out of nowhere. Uh, I, 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 mean, I can't even say that. Jimmy's I mean, crying I'm, over here. He's trying to feel the tears. MVP. Are you in, oh my god, what are you smoking over there, man? Come on, that shit. Oh, I mean, god. So, no, I think a dark horse. You can... Given given the situation, like again, dark horse. So I, I don't expect it at all. But fair enough. I no. think. Dark, I think Larkin has a better shot of winning than Tuka Rask does. Cause so, th- so I'm a little biased, though. Um, I do the same thing when it comes to baseball MVPs. The goalie has their own award, okay? They have the best goalie award. They don't, they can't, in my opinion, I do not vote for goalies. I don't vote for pitchers in baseball as MVPs because they have the Cy Young and the Vesna. Okay, you already have your award as the best position. Stop taking the actual other players' awards. Just like, I mean, it's, that's just me. Defenseman can't win it. Why? Because they're the Norris. It's a the MVP is a forward is a forward award. Okay, it goes to the best forward, not the no, best scorer, the, but the, the best forward. The MVP goes to the 
the heart award goes to the MVP, the most valuable player, not the most valuable player at a position. Right, but the most valuable goalie wins the Vesna. The most valuable defenseman wins the Norris. So the most valuable forward the, wins the heart. The, the most valuable center wins the Selkie. No, that's just Bergeron. It's Ber- they're they're going to name uh, the Bergeron. Uh, th- I think Ryan O'Reilly could get that. I mean, if he wins in six, I think you're right. No, honestly, Ryan O'Reilly deserves to be in there. He's, he's better than Bergeron at this point, as far as defensive forwards. Yeah. He's better than Bergeron. Hate to say it, but. Who's that, O'Reilly? Yeah. 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 Big time. And, and every time they match up, it's so much fun to watch. But O'Reilly O'Reilly usually gets the better of the of the two. I was I was looking I was trying to prove you guys wrong about something, looking about looking up to see who the heart trophy is named after. To be like, oh, I was hoping it was gonna be a Ford. It's named after a doctor, so that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> was he a heart doctor? No, he was actually a uh, a it's the it was donated by David Hart. He was and he's uh, a doctor whose father, Cecil Hart, was a longtime coach of the Montreal Canadiens. So, of course, the Canadiens somehow, um, you know, steal that. Which uh, is why the last, guess, the last two goaltenders to win it were for the Canadiens, right? Was Theodore the Canadiens when he won it? Yeah. Yes, he was. Good catch there. Um, I, I, you know, you, you could throw Mark Stone there, you know, from Vegas. I think that he's going to have a big year. I, you know, another year in that system, I think that's just the first big year. captain in franchise history. Yeah, actually, good call, Jimmy. That was one guy I was also thinking about. It was Mark Stone. That transition. It's almost like we actually planned it, but we didn't. <laughs> Just wrapping up here around the league. Corey Crawford retired after 13 seasons. Jay Bomeister retired after 17 seasons. Jimmy, I know you really wanted Bomeister to come sign with Boston and play. No, I was God, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Hoffman signed a one-year, $4 million contract with the Blues after attending on a professional tryout. Uh, Mike Zinderbad, I think I butchered that, has COVID, and he's questionable for the um, season opener. The NHL, by the way, this year will not just unfit to play you when something comes up. They're actually going to tell us now if the player is sick with COVID. And then, Tyler, I know that you're... Really, really love this guy, but Evander Kane filed for bankruptcy. He is apparently $26.8 million in debt, which is just absolutely crazy. That's all I got around the league, guys. You? Anyone? No, my, uh, mine, was just the my, mine was just the stone story from earlier. We, we, you guys already talked about that. So, yeah. Tyler, anything you want to add? What's up with the uh, Flyers mascot? Anything? What's up with Gritty? I'm actually, I've I've actually come over to the gritty bandwagon over the last I love few gritty. months. I, I I know Jimmy was a huge fan of gritty, but um, I love gritty. I don't know. I started watching some videos of him just tormenting fans in the stands, and I, I I'm on the gritty bandwagon now. When you come down from the stands and just start knocking over kids, how can I not be a fan of that? And you hit throw old a birthday guys in the on- face with pies. I was gonna say you, you, a birthday cake right to the face of this old lady throwing like kids in like beach balls, you just throw them into the boards. How can you not be a fan of that? And his eyes are going all wonky. Gritty's the best mascot I've ever seen. I hate mascots, <laughs> but I love Gritty. I literally, I literally bought NHL twenty one just to play three on threes with Gritty. No way. You can play. You can play as Gritty. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. You, can. <laughs> you can't play with mascots. I'm assuming Gritty is one of the mascots. <sighs> That's awesome if you can play with mascots. That's hilarious. You can't play mascots. I know that. I, I just play until 21 for those sliders. No penalties, just instant fights. Can you play? <laughs> can you play as gritty? Yeah, oh, I hope yeah. so. Uh, 
Well, Let me Google it. I'll, get on I'll, that, I'll I want to see that on your YouTube your YouTube channel. You playing as Gritty in NHL 21. That's going to go crazy. So, so I, I literally just typed in, can you play as Gritty? And the first uh, search result after that is, can you play as Gritty as Andy Reid? Gritty <laughs> as Andy Reid? Oh, my God. That's an image. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales, Jimmy Shea, Justin Ventola. Thank you for joining me as always. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Bruins open up the season tomorrow night against New Jersey. Uh, the line on that, Jimmy, by the way, was uh, Bruins minus one and a half. I think that's a pretty solid bet if you're. Yep, yep. Ha- hammer the Devils. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!